Han Solo back. <laughs> if you're Han Solo, Sammy's Chewbacca. No, you're Chewbacca. Oh, damn it. What would Sam princess, be? My Princess Leia with this pink shirt on today. <laughs> How about Sam Constantino? What would he, who would he be? I think he's, is he a Wookiee? I don't know. No. I don't even, I don't even know he Star Wars. I'm going to pretend What's to know. Wookie? I know it knows. <laughs> I honestly, I don't know. I've seen a couple of them when I was a young, I don't know. I think Sam's more like the lion from Wizard of Oz. Oh, yeah? Yeah, got the mustache going. Okay. What do you think? I see it. I mean, I've also seen you as the lion from Wizard of Oz dressed up for Hockey Central, so... You know, uh, Amber was uh, the Tin Man. Was he? Yes. How did you guys pull straws? Ah, he has no heart. <laughs> oh, D.A. Taking <laughs> strays, taking stray bullets. Let's welcome the other Sammy to the show. Sammy, what's going on, pal? How are you? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> There's our Chewbacca. <laughs> I'm good, boys. How's are, it going? Are you looking forward to uh, the debut of uh, uh, Owen, Owen Powers? Uh, you know, it's not often, Sam, we see such a delay for a first pick overall. Is it, <clears throat> looking back, will this be a blessing in disguise that he had all this extra time off? Or is this, was this a, a, a delay t- to showing off your new talent for the Buffalo organization? It must be nice to be that age and really be able to, to call your own shot. So you get picked first overall. The only other guy was, I think it was Jack Johnson or way back when who didn't report right away uh, to, to play as a first overall pick and then say, you know what? I want a chance to experience college life, maybe win a national title and then I'm good to go. And the weirdest thing is all of these experiences and all of the pandemic probably helped Owen maybe maybe more than anybody. I mean, I think about Quentin Byfield a little bit, but I say that because he had a chance to play in the in the world. He had a chance to play in the Olympics. Uh, he had a chance to go to the World Juniors, you know, be the first defenseman ever to score a hat-trick in that event. So he's had all these really cool experiences, yet still had an opportunity to go play for a, for a national championship, although it didn't work out. And here he is getting into games and burning a year of his contract to, with a few games left in the NHL. Like, what a deal. Like, good for him. You didn't have a similar experience at 19 years old, Sam? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> well, no the... <laughs> I was washing jocks and folding towels for the Blue Jays at 19. <laughs> That's not so bad either. That's all right. That's a pretty good gig. Yeah, it is. At 19, yeah, it was we'll a good that. gig. Um, so, Power gets in uh, for the, the Sabres tonight. What, what can we fairly expect from him this early in his career, this young, this raw, um, you know, go, going into a pretty intense time of year in the NHL? For me, Borny, I, I expect to, maybe not a seamless transition, but I expect him to play between 18 and 22 minutes and play in the top four and probably see some time in the power play, maybe a little bit on the kill. I, I just think that with, with those experiences that he's had, you know, you're playing against older competition in uh, at Michigan. You, you have the world, you have the Olympics, and yeah, there's smaller sample sizes, but the guy's not rattled by anything. And so, yeah, he's going to see Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner, and he might get burned once or twice, but I, I don't think there's any reason not to go and just go full bore with him. He should be in perfect shape. You know, he's just come out of the, the Frozen Four. So I don't see any reason why he doesn't, like, make a transition right away into being a an 18-minute guy right right off the hop. You know, Sammy, uh, if he is what we expect him to be, and I'm right there with you, that, you know, for, for Donnie Granato and the Buffalo organization, they get they get a horse in a top four. And I'm just wondering if 
if he's able to do what we think he can do in a short period of time, does this change the way Buffalo feels about, you know, speeding up the process a little bit here uh, and and maximizing the fact that you could potentially have a, a, a great defenseman at a, at a level entry salary here. Do you try to take advantage of that? Oh yeah. I think they're, they're in a great window. I mean, you know, Darlene's coming up, but that that's going to, you know, there's going to be some, some issues there maybe with money or maybe not, but uh, I, I look at Thompson. I look at Skinner having a resurgent year. I love talk. You get a hometown guy, you know, Peyton Krebs, Dylan Cousins, uh, the pieces, there's a lot of really good pieces there. Already now, if ownership can just keep its nose out of the business and allow Kevin Adams, who, by the way, I think has done an amazing job as a rookie for being pushed into a corner by Jack Eichel, extracted every possible bit out of that trade with Vegas, and he called the shot, not Jack. And you don't see that very often for for a rookie GM. So now, you know, getting back to answer the question, with all of these pieces put together, you have Craig Anderson, who I think can mentor one of their goalies coming up. Maybe that's uh, Ukapeka Lukanen. Um, and, and then you can kind of go out and spend a little bit of money on the free agent market. And there's no reason why, you know, this thing might be um, ahead of uh, what we're seeing with Ottawa. And we've been talking about Ottawa for three straight years now. So they've, they've done a good job. I just ho- hope ownership allows them to kind of keep this thing moving forward. Cause I, I like where they're at. I like the, the way they play the effort they give under Granado. It's uh, it's been fun to watch and the guys really seem to enjoy playing for them. All right, Sammy, you're talking to Leafs Nation here, and everyone wants to know about this Matthew Nyes. Um, you know, what can you tell us about the likelihood of, hit, likelihood of him coming, and if he did come, the potential for him to, to matter to play at the NHL le- level at 19 years old? Yeah, I, I think he's a unicorn. When it comes to looking at the Leafs' prospects, you don't see a lot of size with that skill and that skating ability. So he is a unicorn. And I think it's important for Toronto to try and get him signed and get him signed quickly because he'd be a nice additive for what they're trying to do in the playoffs here. And they're going to have to mix and match with what we've seen with the fourth line, third and fourth line. But uh, I did a little bit of research on him. I talked to some people around that U.S. Olympic team, and they think that this guy's no doubt a first-round talent. And he should be able to play with pace. He should be able to score goals. Um, I'm not saying he's going to come in and be a playoff savior, but I think you know trying to get him into a couple of regular season games would be huge for Toronto. Having said that, if you're sitting there and you're Matthew Nyes, you're thinking about, okay, maybe I'll do the own power. I'll go back, national championship, a year closer to unrestricted free agency because in order for this guy to be effective, in my opinion, he has to play in your top nine or at least your middle six. So if you're looking at all those people above you, there's four removable pieces. Are you going to challenge for one of those two spots after Tavares, Nylander, Marner, and Matthews? Or are you just going to be simply assigned to the, to the third line and slug it out for bottom six minutes? Do you want to do that as a guy who has first-round talent? Or do you want to wait it out and maybe see what the free agent waters uh, will have for you? But you got to wait a couple of years before you have the ability to do that. Every, everything, Sammy, I hear is that he made up his mind. He wants to go back. Is, is there a chance that uh, the Leafs can talk him out of it? Is there a chance that uh, he and his family could maybe change their minds? I, I would imagine that's why you keep maybe the communication open here. But I don't know, man. It's th- This is a freshman, right? This isn't a guy yeah. coming out of his senior year. Big difference. And yeah. whether or not and you said it, like – is there a chance that this guy could come in and, and, and be a, 
a bit of a game changer for you. It's it's a stretch, man. It is. It's a stretch, and especially in the playoffs, and especially when you know you're not going to be able to give them big minutes. So so that's the thing, and, and he's probably sitting there considering all of those things. When he looks and sees the, the lineup and you see Wayne Simmons sitting out, you see Jason Spezza sitting out, and you see Blackwell sitting out, and you're like, oh, my God, these guys are established NHL players, and they're not getting an opportunity. What's a 19-year-old guy just out of college? What kind of opportunity is he going to be given? And is he going to be able to either, A, practice enough, or B, get into enough games and get enough minutes in those games to prove that he belongs there ahead of some of those guys? That's a pretty challenging proposition. Now, the flip side of that is, hey, there's going to be some money on the table. You're going to be able to burn a, a year of your deal. You're going to get the restricted free agency quicker. You're going to put some money in your jeans, and now you can go out and have a summer and really focus singularly on, on you know, trying to crack that, that lineup come the, come the fall. But, man, at least, you know, <laughs> there's not a lot of spots out there. That's, that's the issue. I think if you're looking at Buffalo, if you're looking at an Ottawa, you're looking at a Columbus, you're chomping at the bit saying, you know what, I can come in here, I can maybe establish myself here in the, in the final 10 games, go to camp next year with a legit shot of, of coming out of there and being a guy ready to go and not having to worry about going to the American Hockey League. So with Matthew Nyes, I think the situation is different just because of how crowded the Ford situation is with Toronto. If he goes back to Minnesota, how different is his situation there? Like, are, are players leaving? Like, is he going to be getting more ice time than he saw this past year? Will he have the chance to be the, the guy? Or is it going to be similar to the situation he was in this past season? I'm assuming he had huge opportunity in top-line minutes this year. Yeah, and you'd have to think that that is probably part of the reason for him leaning to go back at this point because he's no, he knows he's going to be a focal point of what Minnesota has to offer next year and, and a team that, that's going to be deep and going to contend and, and have those those options. But I don't know, man. It's such a risky proposition. When you see the money that's laid out in front of you with an entry-level contract and the ability to burn it, that's that's a hard thing for me to pass up. And you know, God forbid you think about some sort of long-term injury that may impact that player moving forward. But it's it's a huge, huge risk. At the end of the day, it could be the next Adam Fox situation, though. You wait a couple more years, you wait it out, you get teams bidding for your services, you get to kind of pick where you want to go, you make your money, you know you're going to come in into a good situation. So, you know, the, the allure of that is also, I'm sure, very strong, especially when you have hopes of winning a national championship as early as next year. Yeah, and people should keep in mind as well that, uh, Sam, you, you, you just verify this, that uh, once you've been drafted uh, at a college, it's four years, right? They've got your yeah. rights for four years. And as a freshman, they don't have to worry about knives uh, rejecting contracts and then becoming an unrestricted free agent for at least a you know, a few more seasons, right? Uh, three yeah. to be exact. Yeah, that and, that and that's the thing. So that's a long waiting period, in my opinion, right? To wait that amount of time. That's a long time to have to wait for both player and team. So I think if you're the Maple Leafs, you got to try and try and get it done here. you got to try and get this guy into the lineup uh, as quickly as possible. But then are you sacrificing, hey, is Florida still in reach? Can you get to that top spot? It's probably a little bit of fool's gold to think that you're going to get there, but are you going to still have to play all your best players just to maintain that second spot and have home ice advantage? So there's a lot of different things to consider there. You got Boston there, you got Tampa. So it, it can be challenging to think if you're this guy that you're going to walk right in and all of a sudden think you're going to play 10 or 12 minutes when the, the reality is you may not even be able to play at all. I mean, Albert says he's played how much since he's arrived. 
And he's a guy who came in with, with high billing. The one thing, though, about I'll, I'll say about Nyes is that he is, a, he is a unicorn. The Maple Leafs don't have that guy at that age in their prospect pool that has the size, the skill, the ability to play with pace like this guy has. And I think that's really important, you know, moving forward for the organization. Sam, moving away from Nyes and, and going back to some junior stuff here, I, what's the deal with the World Juniors this summer? Are, so the, are they re-picking guys? Is it going to be the same teams? What's happening when they get back at it this summer? They are allowed to bring the same players that were rostered at Christmas. So a lot of those guys, by the time August rolls around, would have aged out, but they're being allowed to bring those players. Where they're going to have problems is, how many of the NHL teams are going to want that for their player in August? So, right. for example, you got Owen Power. He's going to go and play, whatever, eight, nine, ten NHL games. You're ready to rock. First-round pick. You've burnt a, a year of his deal already. You really want him to go to the World Juniors when he had a, two games of it already. He, he had the Worlds. He's had an Olympics. He won't want to go. Really that no. He won't no. want to go. He it's won't over. Go. The team won't want him to go. And I think there's going to be a lot of players in that situation, especially in August, because – you know, guys gear it down for a little bit, and August is typically when a lot of them start to get back on the ice again. And, you know, are you going to risk injury? Do you want to risk an opportunity of missing camp? Um, do you want to use that time to get into your top physical shape to be able to go and compete against men? I just don't, I just don't see this event having the same kind of appeal where a million people are around the fire uh, at Christmas watching TV. I, I just don't see that same kind of appeal. And even if you win, is it going to feel the same as if you won it on January 5th? I don't think so. I don't think so. So, uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to have a lot of appeal to the players. Uh, I don't think it's going to have a lot, definitely not going to have a lot of appeal to the teams. Justin and, Justin and I can come and stand on your roof and shake fake snow. Um, <laughs> and, uh, Make it more authentic uh, for so you. So when you look out the window, you see something. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Hey. Nice. Or, it, so, listen, Sam, at, at the end of the day, this is just about fulfilling some business obligations, uh, whether it's, you know, TV or sponsorship, correct? That's that's all we're doing here in August. What runs the world, Kipper? The mighty dollar. One more. Money, 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 money. Yeah, one more, um, Sammy. And, and you've done a great job over the years with Sportsnet, um, you know, covering the draft and uh, the junior age players. But this time of year, just going back to a little bit of that NCAA, in your estimation, is, is it still um, something that tends to get overhyped here? And I'm not talking about uh, Owen Power or even Knives here, but the the thought that you're going to find a diamond in the rough out of the NCAA to come in and, and uh, you know, help your team right away because – it, I don't like the percentages of these kids coming out of college and having an impact. Yeah, it's it's few and far between. I mean, you know, Bobby Brinks should get some opportunity in Philly. Kent Johnson should get opportunity in Columbus. You know, Owen Power is obviously going to get opportunity in, in Buffalo. And so for those guys to come in and, and have an impact in the 10 games, it's probably not uh, realistic to think of that. But they can set themselves up for what they're going to do going to camp, get used to what the lifestyle is like, you know, adjusting to a planes and, and shrimp on the plane and all that sort of stuff and still being able to maintain what you have to do to, to stay in shape and knowing when to pick your spots with the green light and that so, so on and so forth. So it's, it's kind of fool's gold to think that those guys are going to come in and have an impact. But having said that, you know, if you're Seattle, 
you think Matty Veneers is the second coming with the year that you've had, the expectations that you had being kind of uh, compared to Vegas. So for, for an organization like that, this guy's a hugely important piece. I'm not, I don't think he's going to come in and all of a sudden light it up, but I do think he is a guy that they're going to need to have play well for them here as early as next year. And that can, that can be challenging at that age. Last one for me, Sammy. Looking forward to this summer's draft. Um, you know, a few, I guess a couple interesting things. The one thing I want to know is is about Russian players. Is, are, are they going to be selected, eligible to, or teams going to avoid them? It seems like a, a weird summer for knowing, I guess, which players teams are going to want. Yeah, it, it's interesting because there's probably four or five of them that are first round, and those would be the most important guys that we think about. And, you know, Ivan Mirsnichenko, as we know, is, is dealing with the with the lymphoma issue, is that going to be something that's going to be resolved? But let's put him aside just for a moment and think about Danila Yurov, who's probably a top 10 guy. Um, Minchikov, a defenseman out of Saginaw. I think that Minchikov is the type of guy that he plays. He's been in Saginaw for a long time. Unlikely that he's going to end up going home. So he might be a guy that teams say, okay, we know that he's here. He's going to be able to maintain his spot here in North America. He might be a little bit more attractive that way, but as Danilo Yurov was playing over there, you know, are you going to be able to get him over here? Are you? Is the visa going to stay? Does the kid want to come? Will the kid feel pressure from having to leave Putin's nest to, to come on over here and play? So it's not so much about you know what the NHL teams are thinking. I also think there's going to be a ton of pressure from the Russian government to those players. Hey, hey, I don't think you're leaving anywhere right now. Um, that that's also going to play a part in all this. So. The way I would look at it is there's probably going to be a couple of guys who I think are first-rounders that when you have a team like Arizona, um, you know, maybe potentially a Montreal that has multiple first-round picks, that they might take a shot at a guy who is a projected top 10 that if you can get him past 25, maybe you take a shot, especially if you have multiples. But it is an interesting storyline to watch. In my opinion, we've already had a number of teams that have stayed away from Russian players for fear of getting them over here or getting them over here and then having them leave, this just exacerbates the problem tenfold, I believe. So I, I, I think we will see uh, you know, much fewer of them drafted, uh, but I also do think that there's going to be some teams late in that first round with their additional picks that might find some value there as well. Hey, Sam, great stuff, man. Thanks for, uh, for, for doing this. And uh, let me drop off a couple of shovels for you and uh, maybe a snowblower. And Christmas it up. We'll, we'll get you ready for the World Juniors in August, buddy. Yeah, nice. Bring it up to the pulpit club. That's where I'll be. <laughs> I love hearing that. Sam Cosentino, thanks for joining us, man. Take care, guys. Okay. See, he mentioned uh, the prospect in Seattle, uh, Maddie. the you know, and years, yeah. yeah. And, uh, then there's, uh, uh, uh Kent Johnson in, uh, mm-hmm. Philly, Columbus, you know, in Columbus, Columbus. Okay. Right? Yeah, you're right. But like, like look at where those organizations are. And then you even got the kid there in Philly tonight. Um, uh, Brinks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like they need those kids now. Yeah. Because and they need them to be contributors. Know, look at this new shiny thing in this hand. Forget about this uh, 72 <laughs> game season hand. Don't focus on that. Yeah. Focus on this shiny look new what's toy. Coming. Right? Mm-hmm. So they need that story. They need to overhype these kids. They don't care. Like, it really doesn't matter today 
how good or great they'll be. They just need them to just alleviate. Just wear the jersey and go out there. And just, you know, get people off my back. Yeah. So they need those guys to for, for the story right now. Matthew Nyes, the Leafs don't need it. It could be an added bonus. It could be seen as a, a strictly depth move where he could come in and be my 12th, 13th, 14th forward. And maybe he he signs and he, he does nothing but uh, skate as a black ace. Yeah. That's it. And, and soak it all in. But I don't think this kid's going down that path. No. No, and, and I understand why he would be hesitant to do that. I just can't help but think the best thing. So, you know, you look at the different potential career arcs for this guy. The best thing for this kid is probably to go be the guy in college hockey at 20 years old and run a power play, a PP1, and, you know, be out there in the last minute. I'm sure he played a ton this year, but I don't think it's a bad thing for this guy to get used to honing the the, the skill side of the game. If he goes into the NHL and plays uh, pro hockey, they're going to ask him. He's big and physical. Play in the fourth line for us. Go run into some guys. Get it in deep. You know, they're going to want him to muck it up, right? Because he's they have guys who can score. They don't want him to score. They want another guy who can go out there and, and do uh, the little things, that physical edge. I think it'd be really good for him to play another year of college hockey and work on the skill side. Okay, first of all, they haven't had a, a lot of conversations with a lot of players to muck it up. They are skilled up. Well, they are, but who, they, they're going to tell him we don't need someone else to score. We Simmons. don't care if you score. They're going to tell him. Simmons, who's, who's getting that we need you to muck it up? Well, Engvall, you think Envil's had it? No, but I think maybe. But I think there's guys who they say we don't care if you ever score. Camp, yeah. we do not care. Yeah. We do we you know, and McKayev may have been in that boat earlier. I think that he would get the we don't care what you do offensively. We just want you to be physical, be energetic, yeah. be a guy who goes and gets Again, it. Again, uh, you're you're right. That's and we are talking about a guy that just finished his freshman year. As a second right? round pick. He was, was he 57th overall or something? Maybe he goes to college hockey. Well, and, and you know, the, the ongoing thing, even from my era, is junior or NCAA. And the quickest route to the NHL has been, will be, and continue to be junior A hockey. I like... To college. Junior A hockey to the pros, to the NHL. It's not oh. NCAA. Okay, so in BC, we call junior A hockey. Okay. Like, I played, what do you call it, tier no, yeah, two yeah, here yeah. or whatever. Major junior A. Gotcha. Right? Okay. Tier one. Gotcha. Right? So that is still the closest you will get to uh, prepare you for NHL hockey. Mm -hmm. No doubt. Not necessarily the NCAA. For, for I played kid, 37 games for, a year For in a kid at 19 to 20 to come out of junior, or I'm sorry, to come out of NCAA where traditionally it's been 22 or 23 is a huge difference. Yeah. Massive. And you Massive. Know, this guy's played, you know, I mentioned how many games he played in college hockey. He played probably junior A, and I don't know what league, I don't know where Nye's played his junior hockey, USHL? USHL. USA, USHL. How many games would he have played in Minnesota this year? I bet you it's 45. Yeah, that's it. You know, that's something it. like that. So like, 45 games, NCAA to... Stanley Cup playoffs. Are you kidding me? It's it's a lot to ask, which it's is huge. why, yeah. And physically, even if he is built already to maybe 
sustain some sort of uh, day-to-day look mentally. Like, Wait, 30, why, 33 games this year. Why would you do that to that kid? Why would you push hard for that? Especially if he doesn't, if he's not going 99% of the way to, 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 to say, yes, I want this. Right. Yes, I can do it. Yeah. Yes, I, I, I'm ready for that. NHL, baby, let's go. So, Stanley Cup in my lifelong dream. Put me in. I don't care what you need me to do. Let's go. He, he's not doing that. No. Or else he would have signed by now. Right. So I'm with. And that's the problem. It is. It is, sure. a, it is a problem, problem. but so maybe don't... it's not a problem that he sees what's best for his development, too. He was a point per game this yeah. year, 33 Something points in 33 games. As much as maybe Kyle might be disappointed he's not signing earlier, Kyle's Kyle would get that. Yes. Kyle would be today's general manager to say, if you don't feel this way, then I then I know it's the right move. And and let him play at a level long enough to be good at a level. Like, he played in the USHL back-to-back years uh, and was never above a point per game. Sorry, 45 points in 44 games, 42 points in 44 games. In college this year, 33 points in 33 games. Let him play at a, lead, at a level where he's too good for the level or at least one of the best players at the level. I just, you know, I, I, I want the Leafs to have another option who's good for this season because I have a Leafs show. Um, but I can't deny that I see that what's best for the kid is probably not being here. It'd be fun to have a shiny new toy to talk about. Yeah, the that's kind of it. Like, I want him because oh, I cool. want him to be here Could on the team. Can you just not be selfish for like five <laughs> seconds? Can you think of somebody else besides no. your Dustin Johnson self? <laughs> I just, I don't, like, I really don't care if he comes or he doesn't come. I don't think the least need him at all. No. Like, he's, they're stacked without him. Okay. Got the best lineup, but. Also, the Leafs have been way too tempted to play their shiny new toys. Robertson getting in, Sandine running PP1. You know, be worried about the, what they would offer him before he's ready. All right, news and notes before everybody gets ready for Buffalo and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, Malkin suspended four games, throw out preferential treatment mm-hmm. for NHL stars out the window. You know why I agree with it being four games? Because nobody said, ah, it's not a suspension. There's no one person who saw that play and said, ah, I don't see it. Like, he can't do that. And history probably added another game or two for sure. Malkin's nasty, guys. I don't really care, but I do think it was one game heavy. Yeah, okay. Like, I I mean, it's not, I mean, four games. I think how many games they have left? Eight or nine, half the remaining games? It's a ton. It is. It's a whack. It is. And listen. For the 101st. Best player in NHL history. I can't Was he believe. not one no. on top one? No, he didn't no. get in a hundred. Old, old Newsy alone snapping him in. in <laughs> I think if he was in the top hundred, he would have gotten two games. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I, I think it was a one game worse than Matthews. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right. We're yes. but the only thing we care about that is him who's if, cost if, him one hundred and fifty thousand dollars extra. Or or two if he's first time offender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I love I, I love Malkin. I just like it because it, it shuts people up about, you know, the stars can't be touched. Yeah. I, and if you're the team, you know, I, I guess, like, they're probably going to play the Rangers. Like, all right, you know, well, our, just to be clear, our stars will cross-check you in the nose. Yeah. So take it easy. I that's And Melkin's always been like that. He like, has. He's, he's got just, a nasty streak. He's just not a pleasant guy to play against. He's just kind of yeah. not a barrel of laughs. Let's just yeah. say that. I just, I remember... One, like, one, uh, one step back for two in the playoffs forward. Yeah. 
couple you, couple extra feet. Do you ever play with anyone who just like Snap. gets so offended by? I, I'm thinking of Bill Guerin in training camp. There's an old video of some guy. Is it Dryden? I forget who it was. Uh, Brent oh Draney, Brent yeah. ran him in an exhibition game, and Guerin just like buried him. I mean, two hand over his head. Like you do that today yeah. in an NHL game, they put you in jail. Yeah. And like it was just like you don't hit me. I'm Bill Guerin. Do you play with anyone who, would, who ever got that yeah, indignant like about half getting the hit? league? Half the <laughs> league. In my era. No, for real though. That was like. Oh, everybody! I think. Yeah. Uh, you'd, there you'd was ha- a big thing have, that guys took it personally. In all honesty, you could look down a lineup and say, in my era, six to seven guys can't hit him. Well, if you do, you don't know what the hell's you're gonna get. Yeah. And it worked. For the most part, it yeah. did. It yeah, just, you had to create you, your space, or right? you're like, if I do this, I better know what I'm getting myself into. And to extend that, who else I'm going to drag into this? Right. Which sometimes can work in your favor, and sometimes you know you can go back to the bench and go, yeah, I didn't really need that tonight, right? I, I didn't, <laughs> yeah. you know. Guys on your team going, oh, yeah, yeah, I could have yeah, like, done could've, without a punch in the schnoz yeah, tonight. I could have done, you know, without the, the, the Donnie Brook and my shoulders a little sore, my back sore, and uh, didn't really see it necessary. But, yeah. I mean, it just, it just doesn't happen there. And uh, I think there are more guys that would overreact to a scenario like Trevor Zegris to uh, did it, than it, ever it was before. And, much more nuclear right? option where you would be yeah. like, everyone's their own little dictator with a nuke. Yeah. And it was like, I don't, I don't know. I don't upset that guy because I don't yeah. know if he's going to push the red button or not. And we can all know where, where the, the trend's going with the game. But, you know, Trevor Zegers just misread that whole situation when it came to, you know, how bad he thought that scenario was. And it wasn't mm. even close. Not yeah. even close. But yeah. I think there's more guys that starting to think like, you know, that's ridiculous. And it's like, oh, my God, I can't believe that would still happen today. And it's right. like, no, nah, it still can happen, just not as often. Yeah, they, it is funny. It is funny because he is a guy who probably grew up watching a brand of hockey that didn't include that much at all. You well, know, then he didn't watch the NHL growing up. Well, he's like four right. years old. How old is he? 21? I, I don't know. You know, I, he just hasn't seen it much in his career. But you're right. That definitely has been a part historically yes. of hockey that if you stab a goalie's glove, you might get punch-sized in the face. But, yeah. So, but here, here's the thought I had today, which I didn't bring up before the show, for the Calder vote. Is there any part of you who thinks that Zegers deserves more love in the vote than just his raw stats because of what he's done in terms of the Michigan goals, the Michigan, the Dishigan pass, yeah. you know, well, there's the way been a, he, for sure a lot of attention there yeah, for sure. And the and, attention he's brought to the league and the different type of hockey. And, yeah. In the sense that, uh, we are talking about uh, an elite skill set though. Yeah. Like what the Michigan done is done is just remind everybody that this guy is probably as, as talented and, and skill as as any young rookie has come in in 15, 20 years. Forget the numbers. Right. Forget the success of the team. Forget all of that. Just from sheer talent, I get what you're saying. Yeah. But it's not enough. No? For like a mo- rookie of the year trophy. Mo- most Cider's probably my guy uh, if I were to, to, to vote yeah. for that award. That's, a, that's an easy one. Cider? Yeah. Yeah. And the, the, um, the bunting 
the conversation bun, has silenced. The bunting. Yeah. Well, you know, unfortunately, it's the, with two the, of the, the best numbers on earth. The numbers. He hasn't scored in a month. Yeah. He hasn't scored in a month. With two guys that have been scoring like crazy. That scored every and, game. You know, I get he's got a dozen assists, and, you know, he's yeah. still around the play. Guess what, Kipper? I might have a couple right? assists on that line. Wait, he's first in rookie scoring, and everyone's like, yeah, you're not yeah, in the no. conversation but anymore. Two things always went against him. His age and the fact that he's riding shotgun yeah, with the two best players in the world. He's 20. I'm talking about this way differently. Yes. But he's, what's he, 26? Yeah. So, yeah, he's way older than the two guys. That's <laughs> Cider in Detroit, to me, it's Solid. not even close. Done. Solid. Right? You got 40, 45 not points. Not even close. They're not, they're going to not suck much longer. He's only with dash they, seven the, playing on Detroit. With who they've got that. in charge there, the stuff, the guys they, they already. They dip into free agency. They dip into free agency. Oh, plus, plus coming. You think so? Yeah, yeah. start buying some players. Stevie and... Y can draft. Like that's well, the cider just, one was actually uh, an early pick, right? Yeah. They, people were like, "Oh, that's way and, off on." Uh, and on you our just board. think of all the people they have, like Draper, who know, like all those guys that know hockey. Lindstrom involved now, like Iserman. Just, it's a scary proposition for me for them to be running. They already made the light. He already made the lightning sick. Uh, yeah, I'm probably cider, Zegris, and Tanner Janot. I think for my that five guy hits guys. like a truck too. Yeah, he hits eh? like a truck. He's got 25. He smoked someone the other night. I don't know who it was that he, he got, but he nailed somebody. All oh, I think it was Latang. Was it Latang that he got? Did you see that hit? Yeah, I saw the hit. Oh, I just boy. can't recall who it was. It was who, Latang. Who he hit? The uh, the Pims leaders for rookies uh, bunting is is second with sixty six. Jeannot's got one hundred and seventeen. So he's providing something else to go with his. Is he older points. too? Yeah, twenty four. Quite old. Twenty four. Do you think they should cap it? Yeah. Yeah, it's just a very easy thing. Yeah, well, yeah. Just put 22 or 23. I like 23. Yeah, 23 I like 23, too. Yeah. Yeah, 24. Sorry he didn't get in the league sooner, but. Yeah, I, you know. I, have not, I haven't got a problem if someone needs a, a year or two in the American Hockey League to win this trophy. Right. Totally agree. Totally agree. But, yeah, after that, it's. All right. Uh, we touched a little bit on Vegas uh, in Vancouver, but you still believe there's some life in Vancouver? If Vancouver beats Vegas tonight, they'll have 82 points. The Los Angeles Kings will have 86. They'll have both will have eight games remaining. So four points back uh, with eight games to go. There's a chance you would also have to leapfrog Vegas, who I assume yeah. is going to win some, some hockey games. Yeah. Now, um, was it you that told me you went on Vancouver radio and they're asking you about Rick Tockett, uh, yeah. his name in Vancouver? I, like, are we talking about a new coach now already in Vancouver? I mean, I, I think Boudreaux always kind of felt like the guy until they found their guy, but they are 27, 13, and 8, I think, under him, Sammy. Correct. It's a 116-point pace. Sammy. They don't want him. We're running out of time here. Were you supposed to give tickets away or a code or something? No, today? no I had to record. Oh, yeah, to record. So we're good that. there. All good, Kip. See, I'm Producer just I'm looking Kip after just double you. Checking. Um, you know, um, I never, Kipper, I never forget anything. I, so I, I know <laughs> you don't. I know you don't. Hey, best bets tonight. Leafs. Uh, Austin Matthews, I don't know what, what it pays. What's the bet for him getting 60 tonight? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I'm Hat not... trick. Yeah, I, I'm on Vegas tonight, boys. My bet's on Vegas. Vegas oh. over Vegas yeah, so, over minus So is J.D. Bunkus. That's where my money's at. Yeah, he's I'm going to the game tonight. I'm going to watch Owen Power Live. Oh, yeah, you're going to be eating a steak. You're not watching the game. <laughs> you're in the sushi bar. All right. We got a few <laughs> seconds here. Thanks for watching and listening, everybody. We're right back tomorrow. Have a great night.